This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions. And a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Centre. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. With locations in Burbank and Darien, visit chuckscafe.com and seatgiant.com. Use promo code MADHOUSE at checkout to save. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Navo. Welcome into this postgame edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski from 670 The Score, handling the postgame duties tonight. The plan is for James Neveau, my partner, and I to do a full podcast Monday night. I will be live from Mesa, Arizona. I leave tomorrow, Sunday, for Cubs camp for three days. So if you're a Cubs fan, make sure you listen to Spiegel and Parkins on 670 The Score. We'll have tons of Cubs guests Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, But the trade deadline is Monday, so we will do our best to bring you a full-length podcast once the deadline is passed with any sort of analysis uh on any deals that are made at this point i don't know if i'd expect anything really big i've been saying for a couple weeks that i would assume tommy wingles lance boma would be traded as their unrestricted free agents might as well get something for them and uh i think ryan hartman has a chance of going benched in a third period tonight again the hawks lose 3-2 to columbus in columbus hartman takes a high sticking penalty Joel Quinville throws him in the bench for the rest of the game, and that's not really an ideal way to raise a guy's trade value. I understand that, you know, he's got low tolerance for stupid plays, all that stuff, but if you know you've got a guy that you're trying to move, doesn't it make a little bit more sense for a guy to play, a guy to show what he can do, even if a GM's just going to look at a stat sheet and say, how much has Ryan Hartman been playing lately? He's probably not going to be very uh, encouraged about what he saw on the score sheet, on a stat sheet for Ryan Hartman tonight. Again, dumb penalty, no excuse, obviously. But you've got to have sort of a different mindset as the trade deadline approaches. I get it, Quinville's old school. 
it's hard for him to get himself in that position of, well, you know, we got to think about trading this guy, and I can see why he wouldn't put himself there. But disappointing. Uh, you want to hope the Hawks can get something for Hartman that can help the organization short-term, maybe long-term, who knows. Uh, but that's probably, you know, of the guys are willing to move, I think he's probably going to get you the most return. I still think it's probably likely just a couple draft picks or maybe a a player that can use a change of scenery, just like Ryan Hartman seemingly can. I think Hartman's a nice player. I just think that for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out here. Uh, again, Quenville's never been his biggest fan. He's failed to play consistently, so he could be looking for another home uh, come Monday. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't be super opposed to that. All right, to tonight's game. I think Mark Lazarus uh, on Twitter summed it up very nicely uh, with this tweet. He says, lots of shots? Yep. A few grade-A chances? Yep. None of them going in? Yep. An iffy deflating goal against? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2017-18 Blackhawks. Totally true. Totally accurate. This game was a microcosm of the entire season where the Hawks probably played well enough to win this game. Actually, they did play well enough to win this game. But it seems like every time they've got a good scoring chance, it's blocked. Or Bobrovsky comes up with an incredible save. Or it's inches wide. Or the referee gets in the way of the shot going through. On and on and on. This stuff has happened to the Hawks all year. And yes, they're not a good team. They're not a playoff team. I'm not making excuses for them. But the fact remains that it's been a weird year for the Hawks. Now... That third goal, does Corey Crawford stop that one? Probably. How many games could we say if Corey Crawford's in goal, maybe they win this one goal game, right? At the end of the game, maybe you heard the stat. Pat Foley mentioned that Blackhawks have failed to score three goals in 16 of their last 21 games. That is not a winning formula. It's simply not. I mean, even if it was Corey Crawford, and even if he had like a 2.3, 2.2 goals against average, guess what? 2.2 is more than two. So you're still going to be losing those games too. You know, it's just the same story night after night. Now and again, there's a different glimmer of hope from this guy or that guy, or someone has a nice game. I think Thomas Yurko played a decent game tonight. Okay. Does it mean anything? Probably not. Right? David Camp had a goal. Nice. Okay. I don't know if that really makes me feel about anything down the pike for the Blackhawks. It just has that feeling of a long, what, 19 games left to go here, uh, a long end of the season um, with not a lot of answers. And as we look ahead to this, and James and I will get into this Monday, especially after the deadline passes, I think you have to kind of worry about overreacting to one year. I know as we were all sort of fired up, as the season was going on, talking about blowing it up, talking about starting over, talking about a complete rebuild. I don't know if that's the best plan. I still think that there's some good hockey left in most of these guys. I think that ship has sailed on Brent Seabrook. Um, Again, still a decent three or four defenseman. He's not going to kill you night after night, but he's not the player he used to be, and he's not the player that should have the contract he has. But there's really nothing to do about that, so it almost is ridiculous to even speak about anymore because – it just is what it is. There's nothing going to change about it. But I still think Taves and Kane and Saad and even Duncan Keith have some good hockey left in them. Um, it seems like they're shutting down Corey Crawford. They're not out and saying it, but it certainly has that feel to it, which I think is the right move. Let him get right. Let him get healthy. Figure out what's going on with him. 
and get him back on the ice 100% for next season. I don't know if blowing up the roster is the right thing to do. I simply don't think it's the right thing to do at this point. I think that Sam Bowman should show some patience, not freak out, not go nuts, not blow the team up because this year sucked. There's no doubt this is a huge disappointment of a season and a lot of guys making a ton of money underperformed and it's frustrating and it pisses you off as a fan i'm sure it pisses off joel quenville i'm sure it pisses off stan bowman i'm sure it pisses off john mcdonough i'm sure it pisses off rocky Wirtz, etc etc oh i'm sorry i didn't say jay blunk you have to say jay blunk when you say john mcdonough you cannot mention one without the other or you'll get struck by lightning so jay blunk he's probably pissed off too everyone that cares about this team and this team winning is pissed off about this season but i think that there needs to be a long view measured approach entering this offseason and you cannot freak out you cannot make anger moves you need to really analyze who has what left dig into whatever metrics you claim to use the hawks say oh you know we don't really use the standard metrics we have our own brand cool dig into your own brand of metrics figure out who's got what left and go from there but i think Last year, Stan Bowman made some moves out of anger instead of making them out of maybe the best roster move to make. And it cost him. It hurt him this year. This team's not as good as they could be. I still stand by the sod for Panarin trade. I know I'm going to probably be the last one. I'm probably going to die on that hill. But I think Brandon Sod is a very valuable player who's just having a bad year. Panarin is a nice player. I don't know how much how effective he is in the playoffs, but they're not going to make it. So it doesn't really matter, does it? Maybe with a better regular season, which maybe Panarin would have given them this year, they'd be in better playoff position, and then you worry about that when the playoffs come. But, you know, the Nicholas Jalmerson trade, it made some sense when you looked ahead at, okay, he's going to be a free agent after next season. Maybe you want to trade him while he's got some value. Okay, I can buy that. But look, it, these things simply haven't worked. I think Connor Murphy's actually done pretty well, but he's in Q's doghouse more often than not. If he makes a single mistake, he's usually the guy who's a healthy scratch. It's frustrating. Um, good news is Nick Schmaltz, Alex DeBrinkett, still playing well, still looking good. I really want to see Gustav Forslund get back up here and get some tick before the season expires. I think it's very important. I know he was a disappointment this year, but... Playing in Rockford is not going to develop him the way it would develop him playing in Chicago in the NHL. So I think if there's one goal, <laughs> one goal for me for the rest of this year, it would be to get Gustav Forsling back up here and playing at the NHL level to maximize his development because I think he's a huge part of the future. I mention this all the time, so I'm not saying anything new to anyone that listens to this podcast regularly, but uh, Forsling's got to get up there. All right, anyway, Hawks lose tonight. 3-2 to the Blue Jackets. I'm going off on tangents. I'm going to be here for four hours. If I just do Stream of Consciousness podcast, nobody wants that. James and I will be with you Monday night after the trade deadline has passed. Again, I'll be in Mesa. He'll be here. Uh, I know our schedules have been a little weird lately with James covering the Olympics and me uh, traveling and having a lot of uh, things to do at home. Uh, so we haven't been able to bring the podcast as often as we'd like. Olympics end Sunday. Once I'm back from Arizona, my schedule will get back to normal. 
so we'll be doing podcasts back on a regular schedule. But thanks for sticking with us. We will talk to you Monday night after the trade deadline. But until then, for my partner James DeVoe, I'm Jay Zawoski. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast has been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Mariska's Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe, and SeatGiant.com. Make sure you use that promo code MADHOUSE at checkout to save money on your tickets. If you'd like to support the podcast, Patreon.com slash MadhousePod or GoFundMe.com slash MadhousePod. We will talk to you Monday on the next edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Have a great night. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.